Welcome to the first episode of Scholars Can Upper Bound podcast series. This is Gabriella Williams. We touch on topics within math, science, college readiness, Robeshot High School life, and so much more. Today, I introduce our co-hosts, Michaela Horden and Desiree Williams. Our guest today is Dr. Simmons. How are you today? I'm great. I'm great. I'm excited to be here. That's good. Um, how do you balance your mental and physical well-being with your job? I would say that that is a work in progress. Um, it is tough being a superintendent. Um, There's so many demands placed on you, um, not only from just a professional standpoint, but from a personal standpoint. Uh, so you have to kind of figure out the work-life balance. Um, you got to figure out how much time you allocate towards your job as well as how much time you allocate towards um, your family. And so um, I would say I'm still working on that. Um, my wife would certainly say the same thing. <laughs> uh, but I've, I think I've gotten better in terms of um, having a better work-life balance. So I've incorporated um, you know, more things to do outside of work, such as uh, going to the gym maybe three or four times a week uh, to make sure I have um, consistent um, exercise patterns. Um, I would say that you know, uh, reading materials outside of uh, professional reading uh, that I have to do, so uh, philosophy, uh, the Bible, um, other uh, topics to just kind of keep me grounded and balanced a bit. So. Um, those are some of the things that I've done to try to have a better work-life balance and, and to maintain my sanity as superintendent. <laughs> so I understand that it's a great responsibility uh, to be a superintendent. So what type of education and commitment did it take to get to your position? Well, I would say the commitment um, is, is taking a tremendous commitment to, to get to this level. Um, I would say for anyone who um, uh, takes on the responsibility of educating children, e educating the next generation, it, it takes a huge commitment. Um, to be a leader in that space, um, it takes a, a huge commitment as well. Yeah. And so um, as far as the education piece, I would say uh, for me, I wanted to uh, pursue my doctorate degree because I felt that um, I wanted to experience all that education had to offer um, from a, a student perspective, and, and now you know I can better see things from um, a leadership perspective given uh, my academic experience. But you don't have to have a doctorate degree to be to be a superintendent. Um, there are lots of superintendents who have a master's degree or a specialist degree. Uh, I just chose to um, take it all the way to the top. So. That kind of branches into my next question. What inspired you initially to want to become a superintendent? I wanted to have greater influence, um, pos uh, more positive and profound influence on a larger number of um, students, uh, families. And so when I first became a teacher, <laughs> I had 30 students in my classroom. I had 30 students in my classroom. And for me, that was my, my world. Mm -hmm. And I wanted to make sure that I gave them everything that I had, that they were 
more than prepared for fourth grade and then fifth grade and then beyond. And so um, I poured a lot into them. And then I, I could see outside of my classroom that um, there were other spaces where students needed to have a similar influence. And so um, I began to think about, you know, uh, moving outside of the classroom to try to have a greater impact on, on more students. And so I did that. Um, I became a reading first literacy coach when I was still with uh, Detroit Public Schools. And so to have um, a wide impact on students grades K through three in terms of helping them be, um, to become better readers, you know, that was really fulfilling. And from there I said, well, what if I had an entire building? So become, you know, so um, to become a building principal and have even more impact on, on more students and now families, right? And so I did that. I became a principal and um, I was responsible for the education of 350 students, uh, along with working with their families to help, you know, educate the families as well. And uh, from there, I said, well, you know, why not take it to the next level and be responsible for an, an entire district and and being one of the leaders within a community um, to, again, not only impact, you know, uh, students, but have an impact on families as well. That's amazing. Um, with that being said, what are some responsibilities that you have as superintendent? <laughs> well, I'll tell you a story. When I was first, uh, I think my first or second year on the job as superintendent, I was in... Um, community in northern Michigan, uh, Baldwin Community Schools. And so I'm doing my superintendent thing, going around and visiting classrooms. And so I walk into a kindergarten classroom. And all the kids are like, hey, not really knowing who I was, but you know, I was someone new coming into the classroom. And the teacher says, hey guys, do you guys know who this is? And they said, I, I think so. And one kid said, He's, um, he's like the boss. And, a, and another kid says, yeah, I think he's you know, the Super Nintendo. It's <laughs> <laughs> close. And, yeah, I know, <laughs> Super Nintendo. And so, um, you know, I laughed uh, about that, and, and I, I kind of keep that story with me, you know, to kind of keep me grounded. Because a lot of people don't know or understand, you know, who the superintendent is and what a superintendent does. So from a legal perspective, here's the job. The uh, Board of Education, they're elected by the members of the community. They appoint or hire someone to run the operations of the school district, and that is the superintendent. And then everybody in the school district works for the superintendent. So I'm responsible for uh, well over 150 staff uh, members. I'm responsible for um, about 1,500 students. I'm responsible for being the face of the, uh, the school district as far as the community is concerned. I'm also responsible for making sure that everyone is safe, um, that we uh, our schools are secure, and I'm responsible for ensuring that students um, achieve and uh, reach their full potential so that they're prepared for whatever it is uh, the next step is uh, for them in life. Uh, we like to believe that we're preparing students for 
either a two-year community college, four-year university, entrepreneurial um, pursuits, and or the armed forces. Um, so uh, that's pretty much um, my responsibilities in a nutshell. I mean, I could go on and on because uh, pretty much whatever happens in the school district, the buck stops with me. and uh, it, it, It's a huge responsibility. It's a lot of responsibility. Yeah, yes it is. And so, um, but I enjoy I enjoy the work. You know, there's not a day that I wake um, and and have to come into into the district, and I think that I, you know I I feel um, upset or frustrated or anything um, like that. I really enjoy what I do, and I appreciate the opportunity to to be a superintendent, to be in this role, and and to have these responsibility responsibilities um, um, because I, I really just want to make a difference positive and profound difference on the lives of um, students and the lives of their families. That's great. Um, so what are some of your plans for the school district? Good question. <laughs> so I think some of you already know that we have a strategic plan that we just finished, uh, which will guide our efforts for the next two to three years. Uh, in that plan, we, we're going to focus on uh, certain goal areas, such as academics, um, learn, the learning environment and culture, uh, communication and community engagement, along with personnel, um, facilities and operations, and then making sure that we are financially solvent. Uh, so first, I would say um, my plan is to continue to work uh, to ensure that we have the right people, processes and programs in place to help our students achieve academically. Then also to ensure that we have the right people, programs, and um, processes in place to protect um, the, the mental and psychological health of our students as well. Because we know you can't learn if you're uh, traumatized or if you feel unsafe or if, um, you, if you don't have a trusted adult that you can turn to whenever you're going through whatever you know teenagers and uh, children go through. All right. um, so uh, making sure that um, those things are in place, along with the facility upgrades that um, we have taking place. So as you know, uh, work is being done here at the high school. Um, they're pretty much wrapping up with the installation of the unit ventilators in every classroom so that we'll have heat and air conditioning. Finally. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and so um, along with the secure vestibules, new doors, uh, water filling stations, uh, so to help improve water quality in our school buildings. Um, the work is being done at Thorne. Uh, very similar work is being done at Thorne as well. And this summer, we're going to um, start on Daly and Tomlinson, our middle school and other elementary school, uh, to do the same things there. And then also this summer, we're going to uh, replace the windows and A-wing here at the high school and along the long hallway, uh, so from the kiosk all the way down to B-wing, replacing all those windows. We're going to do some cosmetic improvements. Um, there's some... Um, hallways, uh, well that main hallway needs some TLC and some chip tiles and so we're going to uh, 
replace that flooring. Uh, we're going to do something pretty neat outside of the auditorium to make it pop a bit. And, um, and then we're going to transform this room as well, this media center. Um, we want to make this a, a usable space. We want it to be um, a collaborative space for learning. So um, we're going to replace the flooring and paint the ceilings and the trim area, drywall, uh, take out some of the things that need to be taken out. Um, eventually, not next year, but eventually um, bring in new furniture, furniture that's portable, um, furniture that supports the 21st century learning environment. Um, we want students to be able to come in and work on um, online classes through Michigan Virtual University or a local community college or uh, U of M Dearborn. Uh, we want students to be able to come in and work on um, group projects together. Um, we want students to be able to maybe even come in and work on uh, research papers and maybe uh, utilize one of the private study areas. Uh, so again, you know, we're, we're really just trying to ensure that this high school, this school district um, is meeting the needs of all of our students, especially as we continue to head forward in, uh, through the 21st century. And then we're also going to um, introduce eSports as well. So we've identified a classroom where we're going to transform that space. So um, this is like a club? Well, I'm looking for um, having a team, oh, an yeah. eSports, a competitive team. Um, so not only are we transforming that space, um, we are purchasing high-quality equipment. So gaming, gaming chairs top-notch computer equipment, and then we're increasing the electrical supply, so uh, we have more electrics, I'm sorry, electricity coming into the building to support all of the devices that we have online, um, as well as um, improving our capacity um, in terms of um, bandwidth. So uh, we're gonna try to move from 10 gig, one gig to 10 gigs. So, and that makes a huge difference in, in the gaming world. Now, I'm not a gamer, but I'm, I'm told that if I'm playing online and, and I have one gig and the person I'm playing against has 10 gig, well, uh, whatever he does is going to happen a lot faster. So, um, <laughs> yeah. I'm going to pretend I knew that, what you said. That, say that again? I'm going to pretend I knew what that meant. Yeah. It's kind of like yeah. pink. Say that again? So, it sounds kind of like pink. Yeah, yeah. So, um, but, you know, making sure that we have a competitive advantage. And, um, and so um, those are some of the things that we're doing around facilities. Um, we do um, have plans to continue to upgrade our athletic facilities. And so um, we're right now um, putting together a plan to um, replace our gym floor. So I know about two years ago we refurbished the gym floor uh, and it looks really great but that floor is original to the high school which was opened in 1960 so it's been here for quite some time wow <laughs> uh, yeah and so and so we know that there's some work uh, that needs to be done not only um, are we going to have to replace the um, the surface so the um, the wood planks but underneath that we suspect that there might be cracks because we've had um, situations where um, the floor was bubbling up because of moisture and it wasn't coming from the roof. Um, so we believe it was coming from underneath. 
So we'll have to identify or find those cracks and then um, seal them and then put down a brand new floor. Um, and so then from there we can then replace the bleachers and then finish the painting and graphics and all of that in the gym area. Uh, we also have plans to have the track resurfaced on this summer. And so uh, we'll, ha we'll have a red track as opposed to a black track. Oh. Yeah. Be yeah. very busy this summer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, we're going to be busy for, you know, the next, I would say, yep, this upcoming summer and into next year. Um, and then we, we're also thinking about, you know, whether or not we should um, – go back to the community and go back to the voters and ask if they might approve a bond, which would help us to fully modernize all of our school buildings. That's a great idea, actually. So those are things that we're thinking about, but for sure um, we're going to complete the capital improvement project that we have um, happening right now. Uh, and we think, you know, certainly going to make um, school much more comfortable and much more safe for all of our students and staff. And then I would say around finances, um, you know, we'll continue to uh, exercise uh, responsible uh, fiscal practices so that we ensure that we never go back into deficit. I know you guys weren't around, um, but about eight, nine years ago, the uh, school district was in deficit and lost a lot of programs and lost people and wasn't able to um, fully maintain, you know, the buildings, you know, pretty much just trying to scrape together whatever monies were available to address whatever big issues occurred. Um, but um, now we're in a place where we're financially solvent and we want to stay that way. So, uh, but we, we have to make sure that we're counting our pennies and making mm -hmm. sure that um, whatever we, we spend money on, we're getting the best bang for our buck. So um, that's another um, uh, plan or, 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 or um, thing that we, we want to um, see happen for the school district for the foreseeable future. Um, I'm glad, I've got to say, I'm glad we've come so far from our humble beginnings. And um, as a student, you just have to appreciate all the work that's going in. I mean, it might not show up day to day, but it's just gradual improvement since uh since we've started here in ninth grade a lot of things have changed around the school especially like the water fountains i mean they're great i'm enjoying them so <laughs> keep working hard well yeah we and we certainly appreciate that uh, again it, it's for you guys it's for you uh, one of the things that i um i told the voters when they approved our sinking fund which helps to uh, maintain our our roofing systems and help us to uh, fix parking lots and whatnot, um, is that we wouldn't spend that money on the central office. We would make sure that that money went, you know, solely to the school buildings because this is where, this is where the action is. And, and this is why we're here. We're here for, for you, for our students and for our staff so that you have the future that, that you want to have, that you, you um, deserve to have. And so, um, we're going to con continue to push to make improvements, um, again, academically, making sure that we stay financially solvent and then continue to make our facility improvements so that you guys have the, the type of learning space that you need to thrive. Um, that's really all we have for today. Thank you for being here and letting us ask you these questions. We're happy, we're happy that you came. Yeah. Yeah. Great having you.
Yeah, I, this was this was great. You know, my first podcast. Ours too. Someone joined us first time. Well, let me ask you um, one quick question. How do you guys feel about the food? Oh, the food is pretty good. Yeah, I would say it's pretty good overall. Okay. Could use a little bit more variety, but really? overall, it's great. Have you guys been surveyed to nope. ask what nope. you like, what you what you're looking for, what they need to maybe stop serving? Not currently. Not yet. Okay. All right. We'll we'll get that done. Yep. We'll get that done. Thank you. Yep. Oh, that is all. <laughs> That's all for um, today. Stay tuned for um, new episodes. <laughs>